0: Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Julia Spare's Moving Markets podcast. It's Tuesday, the 4th of July, and my name is Helen Freer. Now, last month we launched our Market Outlook Mid Year 2023. And this week we're taking a deep dive into equities and what our research analysts' expectations are for the second half of the year. So tomorrow, Bernadette will be speaking about equity markets to our head of equity strategy, Mathieu Rashte. And then on Friday, I'll be asking Kelly Chia, our Deputy Head of Research in Asia for his thoughts on Asian equities. So do make sure you join us over the next few days. Back to today's show now though, I'll be talking this morning about the latest market news with Alexander Peterson, and I'm also joined by Manuel Villegas, and I'm looking forward to getting his latest thoughts on digital assets. But firstly, Alex, um, so I know US markets were closed in the afternoon yesterday in advance of the 4th of July holiday today, but what happened before then? What market news do you have for
1: us? As you said, Helen, the US markets were closed for the second half of yesterday and will be closed for today, but the S&P 500 and Nasdaq 100 future contracts were both flat or slightly down. The 10-year US Treasury ended Monday with a yield of 3.8% and European markets started the new trading week slightly higher but have given up the gains and are now trading a bit lower this morning.
0: And what about Asian markets? How are they looking this morning?
1: Asia-specific markets were mixed as investors further assessed the Reserve Bank of Australia's decision this morning to hold its rates steady at 4.1%. Australia's S&P ASX 200 paired earlier losses and rose 0.45%. The Australian dollar weakened 0.3% against the US dollar, and in Japan, the Nikkei 225 retreated from a new 33-year high falling 0.96%, with the topics also posting a smaller loss of 0.6%. Mainline Chinese markets traded lower, with the Shanghai Composite and Hong Kong Hang Seng Index both down slightly this morning.
0: And other asset classes? Can you give us the main news in terms of currencies and commodities, maybe?
1: Of course. Over in currencies, the Bloomberg dollar spot index was little changed, and the euro is trading up above $1.09. In the digital asset world, Bitcoin is trading at around 31000 US dollars, and in commodities, West Texas Intermediate gained 0.6%, trading at around $70 a barrel. Gold is trading at around $1,924 an ounce.
0: I think we should talk now about the news I saw that China is going to restrict the export of critical metals used for semiconductor manufacturing. Can you tell us a bit more about this story, Alex?
1: Yes. China's decision to restrict exports of critical minerals will hit key sectors in the European Union's efforts to decarbonize its economy and shows the limits of Western efforts to move supply chains beyond the reach of policymakers in Beijing. China is the world's biggest producer of the two minerals, gallium and germanium, which will be subject to export restriction next month and are crucial to the semiconductor, telecommunications and electric vehicle industries. The move comes ahead of a trip to Beijing by the EU's top diplomat and weeks after the EU unveiled a new economic security strategy to monitor critical technology exports. The minerals are also heavily used in electric vehicles, so you might think this news would affect them, but the opposite is true. EV manufacturers across the industry had one of their best days yesterday. Tesla over the weekend and BYD yesterday reported strong Q2 electric vehicle sales figures, cementing their position as the world's best-selling EV manufacturers. The positive impact of these announcements was immediately reflected in the stock market. Since the announcement, Tesla shares are up currently 6.9%, Asian car maker BYD is up 5.1% in Hong Kong, NIO is up 3.5% and Rivian is up a staggering 40% since the start of last week.
0: Okay. um, And I also saw a headline that Instagram is launching a new app that's going to rival Twitter. Do you have any of the details here?
1: Yes, indeed. Instagram's much-anticipated Twitter arrival is expected to launch on Thursday according to a listing on Apple's App Store. The app, called Threads, will work similarly to Twitter with text-based posts that can be linked, commented, and shared according to examples of screenshots in the App Store listing. People will be able to follow accounts they follow on Instagram and keep the same username. Instagram, which is owned by Meta Platforms, declined to comment. And the launch is attempted to capitalise on Twitter's troubles since the social media service was acquired by Elon Musk last year.
0: And just lastly, Alex, what's coming up today? What should investors be looking out for?
1: So just this morning, the Reserve Bank of Australia announced that it would keep rates on hold, but signalled that further increases may be necessary. The current rate is 4.1%. And that's all for today's Markets Wrap-Up. Back to you, Helen.
0: Very good. Thank you, Alex. Now, Manuel, great to have you on the show this morning as well. So we've seen a lot of coverage on the Bitcoin ETFs lately. Can you fill us in? What's the latest here?
2: Good morning, Helen. So indeed, last week's series of physically backed Bitcoin spot ETF filings in the US revamped crypto-wide optimism as institutional players finally made the long-awaited move potentially lowering the entry barriers for the average no-coiner, an institutional investor, to get into crypto. So, at the same time, the Securities Exchange Commission, the SEC, made sure on Friday evening that it was less optimistic, as they deemed the filings inadequate. Allegedly, these were insufficiently clear, incomprehensive, and lacked investor protection. So NASDAQ and CBOE Global Markets who filed applications on behalf of the asset managers were very quick to react. And between Friday and yesterday, some applications were resubmitted with the SEC's input. So the SEC has actually 15 days to put the filing out for public commentary. And after a week, they can return the filing to the exchange that filed for the application. After this timeframe, the SEC has actually 240 days To either approve or reject the filing, suggesting that the approval process is unlikely to be quick. And there remains a very big risk of rejection. So, Bitcoin nevertheless traded, as Alex said before, above the 31,000 mark, with market sentiment remaining positive despite the very complicated regulatory and macroeconomic backdrop. And on another note, the SEC recently approved a 2X leverage. Bitcoin's futures ETF, which is a naturally riskier asset than a spot ETF, thereby fueling the optimism for the latter. One potential reason for the approval is that futures are established in the realm of US financial regulation, while Bitcoin spot exchanges are not, allegedly making the latter more prone to price manipulation.
0: So where does this all leave investors then? What should they expect now?
2: So the positive sentiment will continue translating into other Bitcoin-related assets. So first off, we've seen Grayscale, which considerably narrowed its net asset value discount with a Grayscale Bitcoin trust, which now sits at 30% discount, which is a huge increase from the all-time lows of almost 50% we saw not more than six months ago. And the reason being that the appeals court that handles Grayscale's case to convert the trust into a spot ETF believes that futures prices are derived from uh, spot prices and therefore stated that allowing futures-based ETFs and not spot-based ETFs is absurd, which we fully agree with. At the same time, Coinbase rallied more than 20% since BlackRock's filing, as they're likely to be the custodians of the assets on behalf of the asset manager. All in all, the products have sparked optimism for the asset class, and quite a bit of good news is already priced in. At the same time, the U.S. regulatory backdrop remains uncertain. Exchange liquidity is low, and large orders will have a huge impact on the order books. So investors should brace for volatility. And that's that.
0: Great. Thanks a lot, Manuel. Good to get your thoughts on this. So that is all for today. Thank you again to my guest this morning and thank you all for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's show, don't forget to subscribe and please also leave us a review on whichever platform you like to listen on. We'd love to hear your feedback. And do join us again tomorrow when Bernadette will be back and she'll be speaking to more of our colleagues, including Mathieu Rashti on equities, as I mentioned earlier. Have a great day, everyone, and bye for now. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. Please refer to www.juliasbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further other important legal information. Für unsere deutschsprachigen Zuhörer We would also like to make you aware of Marktanalysen und Gespräche a monthly podcast in German where Julius Baer experts discuss some of the latest market developments. We share our key research and insights on today's ever-changing economic landscape in German. Search for Marktanalysen und Gespräche on your
2: favorite podcast player.